There's a lot happening in the movie biz. Disney just bought 21st Century Fox and will be launching their own streaming service later this year. More interesting to me, though, is what's going on with the most important distributor of serious film, the Criterion Collection. If you've ever been corrected for calling an arty foreign film a movie, that film was probably brought to you by Criterion. Now they're launching their own digital service, the Criterion Channel, which goes live April 8th. This is good news for film lovers. Criterion Films have been without a streaming platform since November, and it's also a good reason to talk about how serious cinema and serious music go together so well. Modern classical composers have a hard time being heard, but those who write music for film connect with others who aren't afraid of a strong artistic statement. Film is the opera of our time, putting music into an immersive and multidimensional experience that's easier to get because it's part of a narrative. It strikes me how many composers best known in the concert hall have also written for cinema, like Sergei Prokofiev, the guy who wrote Peter and the Wolf, and even Aaron Copland. Jazz composers like Duke Ellington and Miles Davis, who I also regard as serious concert artists, have written amazing music for film as well. The word classic means standing the test of time, and it looks like the Criterion Collection will be bringing us classics in the world of music as well as film. For KMUW, I'm Mark Foley. And this is Musical Space. I'm Fletcher Powell here with Mark Foley. Mark, uh, you know what I like. We're talking about movies. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> uh, we're listening right now to, uh, you mentioned Duke Ellington uh, as, a, as a movie composer. Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn with the title from Anatomy of a Murder, the uh, Otto Preminger movie with yes, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Exactly, Preminger, yeah. Really intense movie. And I don't even like trial movies that much. You know, usually... It's like a bunch of people sitting in a room talking. <laughs> well, so, that, that one does exist. It's called yeah, 12 Angry Men. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay, and that's a good movie. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's hard to create a drama when it's just talking about uh, law. <laughs> um, but this one does it. I mean, nails it. And it's because I think Duke Ellington, um, uh, with his uh, writing partner, Billy Strayhorn, wrote everything for this movie he's even got a uh, cameo in this movie i don't know if you've seen it. i don't remember that yeah yeah okay now you have to watch the movie again yeah it's been a good 20 years since i've seen it yeah so. yeah uh jimmy stewart and duke ellington like they're hanging out wow well uh-huh. I, it's a fantastic movie i'll definitely go back and watch <laughs> yeah. it just for that that's awesome great. <laughs> Well, the rest of your list is just fantastic. I, I admit there's one on here that I'm not familiar with, and we'll and we'll get to that. Every single other one, right. I definitely uh-huh. know. And and God, they're just such good choices. Yeah. Let's start out with um, you mentioned Prokofiev in in your piece. Uh, he he did music for uh, the maybe the best known early Russian director Eisenstein. Uh, maybe maybe I should say Soviet director. I think he was Latvian actually. So oh, so maybe yeah. not Russian. But anyway, okay. during the Soviet era and the uh, the late 30s uh, for his movie Alexander Nevsky. 
Right, yeah, this movie is amazing. And yeah, this think of this. This is a movie where uh, it's uh, set in medieval Kiev, right? Mm-hmm. and uh, they're battling Germans. And this was made in 1938, one year before World War II. Oh, so I think there's right. a big subtext going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, but then also, the music is just amazing. Uh, this isn't just like wallpaper music. This is one of the greatest composers of his era, writing for film and helping tell a story. Uh, this piece um, is called Battle on the Ice. It's this huge battle scene. I don't know how many extras they had for this. Um, it rivals anything Kubrick has done. Um, wow. Um, but yeah, you can hear the ice in the music. Oh, yeah. You can hear... Um, I think the Germans are portrayed by this the low brass, and it's very menacing, and there's all this tension because it's these two huge armies facing off, and then you're thinking, oh boy, uh, Poland is about to get invaded. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, Eisenstein, I mean, definitely known for going big, so this, this is uh, what you're gonna get. Yeah, uh-huh. Next one is the one that that I'm not familiar with. Uh, I have not seen this movie, The Heiress. Um, I think it's a William Wyler movie, uh, but um, you mentioned Aaron Copeland, of course, uh, earlier as well, and he, and he's the one who did the music for this. Yeah, I had not heard of this either until I was researching this. Thank you, Fletcher, for <laughs> for making me <laughs> dig into these rabbit holes and figure out some stuff. Like Aaron Copeland, one of the great American composers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the guy you kind of think of when you think of American composers, right? Yeah, exactly. He's the uh, beef, it's what for dinner, yeah. what's for dinner guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's heard his music, um, and then I've never heard of this movie, and he won an Oscar for this movie. Yeah, and you mentioned that he did uh, a number of film scores. I didn't actually realize yeah, that. Yeah, he did The Red Pony, huh. and um, oh, there's a couple more. They, they escape me, Yeah, which is kind of weird. Like, the, the music has kind of lived on right. uh, beyond the film, so... That's a testament to how good the music is. This, this really sounds like Copeland, too. He's he's really quoting himself here, <laughs> and, and you wouldn't want anything less. Uh, this is uh, The Suite from the Heiress from 1948. 
Up now, uh, you know, there are a lot of truly great movie themes. This one maybe comes as close as I can think of to, to the perfect movie theme. It just puts you exactly in the right headspace uh, for the movie. And it's it's uh, Leonard Bernstein's uh, theme from On the Waterfront. Yeah, the main title music is just so amazing. Um, Bernstein was a protege of Copeland, actually. Hmm. So, yeah, there's a thread going on here. This uh, came out six years later, 1954. I love this music so much. I love this movie. The yeah, whole film the whole is thing. just amazing. A lot of people are like, oh, what is it with Brando? I I don't get it. Well, just watch this movie, and you'll get it. Oh, you'll get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, something I found interesting, actually, um, this music was reused, essentially, for the score for L.A. Confidential as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, when no. I first saw L.A. Confidential, I thought, what am I hearing? I know I've, I know I know that. And then, you know, uh, through the rest of the movie, I kept trying uh-huh. to figure it out. And I was like, ah, it's on, it's on the waterfront. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow. And this was Bernstein's only film score. No, the only one. Isn't that strange? Yeah. I mean, he he was all about new media. He was on TV all the time. You know, the young person's concerts, he was connecting with people so much. And this is the only one he managed to do. So that makes me kind of sad. But um, anyway, I, I hope you go to the Criterion channel when it, uh, when it launches on April 8th so you can watch this movie. Now, uh, another jazz score, and this one definitely has a life of its own outside of the movie itself. Um, you have Miles Davis with his score for Elevator to the Gallows. Right, yeah, this is a French film noir from 1958. Um, this piece is called Sur l'autoroute, uh, which I imagine means uh, on the highway. Uh-huh. Um, all right, I speak <laughs> French now. <laughs> we're going highbrow, so we have to speak French. Uh, by the way, we're both wearing tux, tux tails right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yes. white tie. You can't see it, but it's happening. Right, yeah. which is horrible because the sun hasn't gone down yet. We're, we're, this <laughs> oh, is terrible. Oh, goodness. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I know this uh, this album way more than the movie. Uh-huh. Um, Although a great movie, let me say that. Louis, okay. Louis Malle, the director. Oh, it's a Malle movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> that says all I need to know. Um, yeah, this is Miles Davis at his most stylish, I think. And the style fits film noir so much. I don't know why a movie director would use anything other than jazz. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. They were, especially for a noir movie. Come I on. know, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. how well uh, the Bernstein theme for On the Waterfront works. Uh, here's another one, though. Nino Rota with La Dolce Vita. It, it just absolutely captures the feel. Right, yeah. You probably know Nino Rota just as a film composer. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but he's a serious uh, concert uh, artist, and uh, he actually headed a music conservatory for a long time. Um, so he was well-respected as a classical composer, uh, and here he is writing for La Dolce Vita, which is, he's picking up on a lot of um, like pop themes. Like he's got a jazz rhythm section going on. There's some electric guitar. And I think there's like a, like a jazz organ in there, uh, almost like rock and roll in some places. Uh, this is from 1960, the, uh, the tune La Dolce Vita, which is from the uh, album La Dolce Vita soundtrack, which is from the movie La Dolce Vita. Thank you. 
again, a, a guy who's, who's definitely done a lot of film scores, and and uh, even I mean, of course, his his music outside of film feels like it ought to be in a movie. He's done a lot of work for one of my favorite filmmakers, Errol Morris, the great documentarian. Uh, this is Philip Glass that we're talking about, and I've been a little bit hyperbolic talking about how perfect some of these uh, themes are. But this, uh, his score for the movie Koyana Scotsi just m- melds the entire thing uh, so well, and j- it really just worms its way into your head. Right. I don't think this movie would work without anything other than Absolutely. this score. Uh, Philip Glass, he was the revolutionary minimalist, uh, really hit the scene in the 1980s and just turned classical music upside down uh, over in the music conservatories we're still trying to wrap our heads around this uh, because it's kind of gives um, legitimacy to the idea of being very simple and very repetitious which is kind of anti-ethical to those of us that try to make music really expressive (laughs) so it's very strange and I wanted to get into this movie because it's just a weird weird movie and uh, it's an experience more than it is a narrative so much I mean you can read narratives into it um, but it's a different experience, and I think that's why the music fits it so well. It's going to put you in a really weird headspace. So for those who aren't completely familiar with Koyana Scotsi, it, it's all um, just just visuals of, uh, of landscapes. Um, uh, it starts out sort of with nature, uh, and no, no narration, no words, nothing, nothing like that, just pictures, uh, moving pictures. And, and sort of over time, it starts to uh, show us how man has crept into nature and then how an industry has started to take over, that sort of thing. And it, it just, it's this amazing journey into how we've affected the world. And uh, all of it just through pictures and music. Right. It's like a montage. Yeah. And the, maybe the whole thrust of the movie is this accelerando just getting faster and faster and faster. Uh, I don't want to do the spoiler, but there's this amazing blow up, right? Mm-hmm. At the crux of the film, mm-hmm. uh, the music goes with that so perfectly well. Um, yeah. Uh, sit down and enjoy this. Um, don't have any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to leave uh, your couch feeling differently than when you sat down. It's just a mesmerizing experience. <laughs> <laughs> 